Are you on the RCR mailing list? Never miss a beat of the news and hard-hitting stories you've come to know and love. Stay in the loop. Visit realitycheck.radio forward slash email. RCR with Paul Brennan. Reality Check Radio. Every Tuesday morning through most of, or at least half of 2023, we caught up on developments across the Tasman in Australia with Tim Wilms from the Unshackled.net in Melbourne. And Tim is back with us uh, for 2024, and it's Tuesday morning. Tim, welcome back. Good to see you. Thank you, Paul. Good to be back. I hope you had a Merry Christmas and Happy New New Year and Happy Waitangi Day as well. Oh, it was all sweetness and light the whole way through. Thank you for asking, and I wish the same for you and whatever um, the equivalent was of uh, Australia Day. Yeah. Uh, I had a a happy Australia Day, even though we had the the usual, well, literal uh, vandals who tore down a statue of Captain James Cook in St Kilda. Oh, yeah, uh, Victoria Police. They were called as it was happening, but uh, they couldn't get there in time. Uh, interestingly. And uh, there was another monument that was torn down in uh, Fitzroy Edinburgh Gardens. And then there was also a statue of Queen Victoria doused in red paint. And none of the perpetrators have been uh, found, these these vandals. So, Oh, dear. Yeah, I wonder who they were. I have, um, just in my very close neighbourhood, um, Queen Victoria. I, in fact, I'm looking at it out the window right now, a statue. No one's ever even gone nearer ever you would think that there would be something but she's completely been left alone there you oh, go that's good to hear i'm surprised they haven't lobbied uh, to change the name of our state victoria i mean do they know who the state of victoria is named after mm, yeah well they don't think too deeply perhaps or they will get to that all right so um our parliament's back is your parliament back Yes, so we are now in the second week back of our federal parliament. Uh, They all came back for 2024 last week, and uh, Anthony Albanese, uh, his government uh, didn't have a good end uh, to 2023, uh, where they made a real hash. Uh, They were caught flat-footed by that high court decision, which released all of those uh, uh, high-risk detainees. Uh, So thankfully for them, there is none who have committed uh, serious sexual offences, or not that we know of. They could be keeping that that secret, but that was a a bad end uh, for the year. And, of course, Anthony Albanese, he was uh, wounded by the defeat of uh, his... Aboriginal voice referendum. Yep. So he was wanting a a reset. And so his reset uh, was uh, to change the stage three tax cuts as they're known. Uh, so Scott Morrison, when he was prime minister, uh, legislated, there was, as the, the name stage three suggests, there were different stages. Yep. And so stage one and stage two delivered tax relief to low and middle income earners and so stage three was for upper upper middle income earners so it would abolish the the 37 percent tax rate uh, so there'd only be three uh, tax rates which would be 19 cents in the dollar 30 cents in a dollar 45 cents in a dollar so it was designed to uh, to cut cut back bracket creep because obviously 
we're still in an inflationary environment. And so it, your pay packets uh, will obviously increase, uh, but a lot of it will be taken when you move into yeah. the higher tax bracket. Yeah. And so Anthony Albanese, he repeatedly uh, said uh, in uh, in government uh, that uh, we have no plans to change the stage three tax cuts. That's my okay. Albanese yeah. impression. Up yeah. until he had uh, had changes, well, his government did a a few weeks ago, uh, where he announced that uh, he was keeping the thirty seven uh, cents in the dollar tax bracket, uh, but uh, announcing uh, that uh, low and middle income earners would be getting a uh, tax relief uh, that. Uh, that uh, they weren't expecting on uh, July uh, the first, and cutting the nineteen percent tax tax rate to sixteen percent. Okay, so yeah. get into two all of the the the, the figures and that. Uh, but so basically, low and middle income earners will still be getting a a, a tax cut they weren't expecting. A upper middle high income earners will still be getting a a tax cut, but a smaller tax cut than what they were promised because these have been legislated. So Anthony Albanese last week introduced legislation uh, to uh, change them, which uh, the opposition did support, even though they said that Anthony Albanese has broken a promise slide because they made a tactical decision that it would be bad to vote against tax cuts uh, for low and middle income earners, though they still obviously believe in uh, the stage three tax cuts. There's not much they can do since they're in opposition now, uh, but Peter Dutton has promised to take a comprehensive uh, tax package to the the next election. Though Anthony Albanese, he he denies that he's broken a promise or or lied. He said, we've simply changed our position. And so does that mean uh, we we can expect other uh, other uh, policies uh, or backflips uh, that you didn't take to an election and you're just going to say, oh, it was just a change in uh, position because they've been asked now by the opposition and in question time, have you got plans to change uh, capital gains tax concessions, uh, change uh, a negative uh, gearing for investment properties, uh, changing uh, franking credits and They've said, uh, Jim Chalmers, the treasurer, and Anthony Albanese have said, oh, we're not considering, not compl- uh, contemplating it, which is not ruling it out. It's You're not yeah. contemplating it right now. And this is where uh, this uh, this will be bad for Anthony Albanese in the long term because a lot of uh, people believe that this is a, a short-term uh, policy change. Uh, so... Labor can hold on to the seat of Dunkley, uh, which is which was vacated uh, by the the death of the Labor member Peter Murphy uh, at the end of last year. It will now be scheduled for March the second. Uh, so remember, I told you at the end of last year that there was rumours that Dan Andrews. Uh, yeah, I remember you saying that, and you and and I picked up that you weren't too keen on that. Uh, no, and a lot of people weren't, and. 
we all breathed a sigh of relief when Dan Andrews wasn't uh, selected as the Labor candidate. He's now a a director of a couple of uh, lobbying firms that he set up. He's director Dan uh, now, okay. uh, and it yeah. uh, looks like he'll be lobbying on behalf of these uh, his friends in China. Uh, so, oh, okay. Well, that goes back quite a long way. That relationship with the Belt and Road. Yes, um, stuff, right? uh, Dan will will make uh, quite a more coin for himself there doing doing that. Uh, so, Labor selected uh, Jody uh, Bellier, who they say will carry on the legacy of uh, Peter Murphy, uh, champion uh, the type of causes that uh, that uh, she did, and uh, the Liberals have selected. Uh, the young mayor of Frankston, Nathan Conroy, 31-year-old, was born in Cork Island, still has an Irish accent. Oh, okay. Yes. To be sure, to be sure. I don't know if that would... Does that go down? Does that bother people? I. It's. It depends. I, it depends if some Irishman is offended. Or okay. someone's offended on their behalf, I should say. Right. Okay. Because that's how these things work. I mean, we don't need to get into whether, like, the Irish are it whether whether uh, because the Irish are white, whether they can still be discriminated against ra- or be racist against. That's you'll have jokes made against them. Yeah. Yeah. Although we have got St Patrick's Day coming up, which in Australia is just an excuse to have a have, have a drink or two i heard a joke uh, the other day by an old uh, english comedian i was watching old stuff and he says um you hear about the irishman who got struck by lightning he thought he'd had his picture taken think about that i don't know it's a flash or something um okay so um dan's uh off doing the lobbying and um the um is there um a chance that this uh, who's going to win the seat is really what i'm going to ask uh, so, uh, Peter Murphy, she increased her margin at the, the 2022 federal election to 6.3%. Uh, so, it is a still classified as a marginal seat uh, from 1996 to right. 2019. Yep. The Liberals held it. Uh, all the polling so far is that Labor's vote will take a, a hit, uh, but they will hold on. So the Labor Party in the our House of Representatives has 78 out of 151 seats, so they have a three-seat majority. Uh, they added uh, a seat at the Aston by-election last year, which is a seat in Upper Eastern Melbourne. Uh, so this is in southeast Melbourne, Frankston's the area that uh, I've lived and uh, grown up in, so I know the the area well. It's uh, a working middle-class seat, still traditional Australia. And when yeah. I say that, it's, there's not a huge multicultural uh, area uh, there, but there's plenty of uh, white disadvantage there. Uh, so it's very calculated, Anthony Albanese's uh, stage three tax cut uh, changes. Also, it can be said uh, his uh, recent industrial relations changes, which is designed to give more rights to to casuals and gig workers, and legislating the right to disconnect, uh, which is uh, the wor- right of workers not to answer calls or emails from their bosses outside of working hours. And now we're in the media, and so it's basically yeah, good luck with that. 
Yes, and so that that's what a lot of uh, a lot of the 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 talking heads on the news have been saying uh, themselves. Uh, now they're the Greens uh, who they, uh, Labor needed to pass this legislation. They rushed it through quickly. Uh, Labor uh, didn't realise until it was passed that so the Greens uh, put in the legislation that bosses could go to jail for sending an email. Or they didn't realise. You're kidding me. Yes, which is really. <laughs> that they're not across their their own legislation or what what uh, amendments are being made i mean that is that is really poor uh, legislating managing the parliament from yeah. the labor yeah. government and of course we know that uh, the the greatest bullies and abusers of people's personal space are usually the greens when it comes down to it so that's ironic isn't it oh and a lot of the the union thugs are as well probably the the biggest uh union thug of our generation john secker of the the cf meu uh state secretary here in victoria is uh uh retiring uh he's the one who couldn't stand up uh for his uh workers against dan andrews uh vax mandate back here is that is that when they're all outside the offices there yeah. and uh, having a go the tradies Yes, that was uh, that. That was him. He was trying to uh, address them, but uh, he and he had all his henchmen fire. around, all the thugs, yeah. right? The bouncers. Yep that that was that's uh, that was that uh, footage. Okay, um, where do we go next? Um, did you mention Scott Morrison resigning? I think you might have touched on that. Um, yes, he's uh, out of there. Uh, uh, we all, I think. Everyone from the left and the right and sideways celebrated uh, the resignation of uh, Scott Morrison uh, from the the parliament. Uh, his uh, seat of Cook down in the uh, Cronulla Sutherland Shire in uh, Sydney, and uh, basically he resigned now because he he found a a new job. Uh, where, oh, what's that? Uh, so he's going to be a a. a Defense uh, geopolitical lobbyist with uh, Mike Pompeo, the ex-Trump oh, really? of state. Uh, so, well, he was the former, also head of the CIA. He was as well. Uh, so, because Scott Morrison was elected a, as an MP in two thousand and seven, even though he was prime minister, he's not entitled to a parliamentary pension. And so he was only sticking around to take the salary from the taxpayers. Right. Uh, so uh, we're finally getting rid of him off the, the, the public teat, which is, which is good. Though when Anthony Albanese retires, because he was elected in 1996, he'll get a big fat pension. Right. Yeah, but didn't Scott Morrison sign you poor taxpayers up to about $360 billion on spending, of spending on nuclear submarines? Yes, over about thirty years, and uh, Anthony Albanese, he's he, he's it was bipartisan, so he uh, managed to get the the the, the Labor platform changed to allow for nuclear submarines, and also, right, but it was Scott Morrison who started that process. I'm taking yes, it. which it'll take a th yeah thirty years for them to eventually come. It's a long process. Yeah, but that's a lot of tax dollars, and now he's in that business. Well, surprise, surprise. Well, we've we've had a because we've just had on the ABC a the the the, the three part Nemesis series, which is looking back at uh, the Abbott Turnbull 
Morrison government, and there's uh, a quite prominent is a ex a ex coalition minister Christopher Pine, who was the defence minister and is now in a defence uh, lobbying. Oh, here we go. It, it should be illegal. It should you you should not be able to do that. I'm, I understand that that position, but I still believe you can't control what a politician does once they... Yeah, but they've got too much inside information and you can't you can't trust their motives anymore. They're not aligned <laughs> yeah, anyway. Also featured in that documentary, former trade minister Andrew Robb, who then uh, became a lobbyist for trade with China. <laughs> Crikey. Okay, then. What about some of the serious crime? I want to get to Barnaby Joyce shortly, but what about some of the serious crime we've been hearing about? Quite... Quite shocking, actually. Quite shocking. Yes. So there's been a another a, a, another wave of youth gang crime in Melbourne and Brisbane. When you uh, say youth, who we're talking about? I we're we're, we're talking about uh, uh, mainly African teens of Sudanese appearance. Although you, there's not. That's not really reported on... So they, they use the generic category of youth. Yes, although you might get at the end of the news report when there's been a carjacking or a home invasion, uh, they might say at the end of the, the news that uh, the uh, attackers' offenders are described as African in appearance. Right, okay. in appearance, okay. All right, so what's actually happened? Uh, so down here in Melbourne... Uh, in the middle of January, uh, we had a 33-year-old doctor, Ash Gordon, in Doncaster, which is the affluent eastern suburb of Melbourne. He was uh, killed after he uh, chased after uh, two uh, teenagers who uh, stole his car. How was he killed? Uh, so it was, I believe he was run over. Oh, gosh. All yeah, right. yeah. And so two teens have been, uh, 16-year-olds have been arrested. 16? Right. Yeah, yeah. They've been charged with murder, aggravated burglary and theft. And we have to give credit to the police here for arresting them so quickly, but it's when they get before the judiciary is where we are being failed as a community because one of them was on bail. Oh, God. Okay. Or other uh, aggravated offences. Yep. It's very young. It's very young, but yeah. And well, all right. often, because they are underage, uh, it, it's they they're granted bail uh, more easily uh, than if they are adults. Yeah. Well, I wonder how long that'll go on. Probably will keep going on. And there's another case too that um, that shocked people. Yes, so that was the the, the stabbing death of a 70-year-old uh, Ipswich uh, grandmother, uh, Violene White. Uh, so this was this was last week. She was uh, sh- uh, shopping with her six-year-old granddaughter at uh, Red Bank Plains uh, Shopping Centre uh, when she was uh, uh, stabbed by a, a Sudanese teenager. There was there was five of them uh, fatally. In front of her six-year-old, oh, that's oh. so they could steal a. Car. Well, was it like a random uh, attack, or were they trying it to was rob a random her? Attack, yes. Oh man! Because they wanted to steal her car. That's a shocker. And uh, so, 
Queensland uh, uh, police a quickly uh, rounded rounded up the uh, the the gang of five and charged a sixteen year old with murder. Uh, who Another was, sixteen year old uh, who was also out on bail as oh, oh really oh man yeah. uh, so. Brisbane is also obviously, obviously Melbourne. We've had a lot of trouble with youth gang crime in previous years, but so has uh, Brisbane uh, as well. And uh, so this is uh, really uh, shocks well shocks the community because it could happen to anyone. Like you're, it doesn't seem you're safe in your home or going to the the shops with your grandkid. Yes, it's incredible. Uh, and she's six years old, uh, the granddaughter. I imagine, like, imagine. It's too much. It's it's too tragic. It it really is. And, oh dear. And oh, so dear. the the new premier Stephen Miles, who took over from Anastasia Palaszczuk, facing an election on October twenty six, uh, he uh, was asked at a the the Q and A section at an event where he gave a speech on housing about a uh, youth crime. And he and he uh, said, "I'd figured I'd get a question uh, about about this." Uh, it is uh, the journalist uh, uh, Adam Walters from Sky News said it wasn't mentioned in your speech. Oh, it was a speech about housing. <laughs> Come on! And uh, what do you mean? He laughed. He, he laughed. laughed. Yeah. And then he denied on uh, on Twitter X that he was laughing at, even uh, though they had him on on tape laughing. Yeah, yeah. Don't 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 believe your uh, don't believe your ears. Your your ears are lying to you, just like your ears uh, were lying to you uh, when you heard uh, outside the Opera House uh, gas the Jews. New South Wales Police concluded that those pro-Palestinians on October 9 outside the Opera House were saying, where's the Jews? So apparently your ears aren't hearing things properly. Okay, yeah, more full us. Mm. Wow. Okay, well, that might not help him um, too much in his uh, re-election bid. couple no. of... Uh, He's known of... as uh, Giggles Miles oh, now, really? and they're already Giggles talking Miles. about it as the election uh, losing moment. Uh, he seems to, on his social media, spend more time talking about how he's writing strongly worded letters to the supermarkets about, you know, your prices being too high. These people are totally fake, let's face it. All right, a couple more things quickly to um, wrap up with. What's this about vehicle fleet emissions? Yes, so our energy minister, Chris Bowen, Blackout Bowen in Izzy's uh, nickname. <laughs> I love these nicknames. Giggle who and Blackout Bowen, okay. Uh, so uh, there was a, a protest outside of uh, Parliament House last week by farmers opposed to his uh, $20 billion uh, rollout of trans- transmission lines on agricultural land. I mean, a lot of agricultural land is is already taken up by these solar farms and they yep. need to have these huge new transmission lines, 20 billion that's going to, to cost us. So there's already that. Now he is mandating a car manufacturers. Now we don't have a car industry anymore in Australia. They're all imported. Uh, so he's mandating a 60% reduction in car manufacturers' fleet emissions over five years. And uh, he is denying that this is going to increase uh, the the price of uh, utes and SUVs. And obviously utes used by tradies who 
Yeah, building. of course. Yeah. He's supposed to be building all of these new homes for us. Because the, the the way that to get in, get into the technical is that uh, it's applied to the whole fit, fleet. Uh, so, how uh, apparently we're one of the only countries that doesn't have uh, vehicle emission standards. Is that uh, the there's enough EVs in the fleet uh, to offset uh, right. the fire gotcha. emission yeah. use, uh, and they get a penalty if they don't meet the emission standards. This is over five years, 60 percent. And so it's, why should we believe Chris Bowen? Uh, he hasn't uh, decreased electricity prices by $275. They've gone up. And so why should we believe him when he says this is going to increase the, the price of uh, uh, utes and SUVs? Yeah, probably um, no need to believe him. And Barnaby Joyce, that um, footage of him, what, lying on the ground, sort of mumbling into his cell phone, it, is that is that what happened? Yeah, so he was uh, filmed uh, by uh, somebody uh, walking w- walking in the the Canberra suburb of Braddon, and there was uh, Barnaby Joyce was lying on the the footpath, uh, mumbling into his 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 phone, and uh, uh, he was uh, calling someone a dead effing C during the the phone call, and. Oh, it was it was his uh, wife Vicky Campion who was talking to him on the phone, and uh, she said he was referring to himself. He was uh, he's very uh, self-flagellating like that, and of course she used to be his uh, media advisor, and that's how well they ended up together. Uh, Barnaby Joyce was uh, well, he, he was married to his then wife Natalie and had an affair with uh, Vicky Campion his media advisor. She slipped into to media advisor mode uh, explaining the, the the phone call. That's a tough one to explain, to be fair. And also said, why didn't the passerby uh, help instead of selling it to the Daily Mail? So was he suffering some kind of incapacitation or...? So he 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 had a he had fallen off uh, the plant that he was sitting on and then was sort of mo- uh, rolling along the the ground. Now his explanation is that he is on uh he is on uh blood uh pressure medication oh yeah it makes you dizzy can make you dizzy yeah yeah well if you mix it with alcohol which he oh, right did. that's what he's been doing right okay so he was very foolish to to do that because he he was on sunrise today said or he was told that if you if you mix alcohol and the drugs like this uh this is likely to happen and yeah that's that's what happened so Obviously, the footage is highly embarrassing to him, which is what he said, uh, and I think everyone agrees. And yes, as I said, he's very foolish for mixing uh, mixing alcohol with that medication, but still not as bad as well when he did have the 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 affair with his now wife Vicky Campion, while still. Uh, married to his first wife, Natalie, and that led to his uh, first stint as uh, Deputy Prime Minister ending. And uh, the last episode of the ABC's Nemesis series also went over that, uh, interviewing uh, Malcolm Turnbull when he introduced the the, the bonk ban, as it was called. And uh, what, on the back of that? Was that the yes, reason? Yep, yes, yep. the bonk uh, ban. Uh, sleeping with their, with their staff. Yeah. 
And they they had uh, this was very clever by the the ABC. They had Barnaby Joyce rewatch the press conference and react to it. And he's like, "That's that's uh, that that's private stuff." And he calls him a shithead. <laughs> right. So, Gee, uh, obviously though, he was still in enough condition to be able to dial a phone while he was down on the ground there, or maybe he was on the phone when it happened. Who knows? Ah, uh, yes. Uh, so uh, there's a. Uh, uh, David Littleproud, the the now Nationals leader, said that you know we're going to be checking in with with Barnaby's welfare. Uh, Lydia Thorpe has uh, she's uh, decided to pop her head up, saying, "Oh, there's a double standard since uh, there's sympathy for him when the Prime Minister said, you know, I needed uh, mental help after I uh, abused a people outside a nightclub." Well, Barnaby Joyce wasn't <laughs> abusing uh, members of the of the public and claiming they had small penises and calling them uh, <laughs> uh, obscenities at them, calling them marks. There was a, there's, there's a difference there. So much talent out there. Um, Tim, it was good to catch up again. We look forward to the regular chat on Tuesdays. And um, uh, nice to have you back. And uh, like I have always said, never any shortage of uh, stunning issues to talk about from Australia. Oh, yes, and we've got several elections this year. I mentioned the the Queensland state election in October. Yep. There's the, the Northern Territory election in August, the ACT election in September, and we could have an early Tasmanian uh, state oh, election okay. as well. So well, we'll follow those and, and get updates on those from you as well. Certainly. Tim Wilms from the unshackle.net Melbourne. We'll talk again next Tuesday. Thanks so much. Thank you, Paul. See you then. RCR with Paul Brennan. Reality Check Radio. Thank you for tuning in to RCR Reality Check Radio. If you like what you're listening to, just like what you're listening to. Either way, we want to hear from you. Get in touch with us now. You can text us with your message to 2057. That's 2057. Or email us at inbox at realitycheck.radio. We would love to hear from you. So connect with us today.